everybody. Welcome back to The Undiscovered You, a podcast for 20, 30, and 40-year-olds who feel like they have so much more to offer, but are somehow stuck where they are. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnston, and this season, we're talking to people about being the authentic you. I'm extremely excited to have Destiny Onwache with me today. Destiny is not only an author, but she's also currently acting as the business support manager for an executive at a major financial institution. So Destiny, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm so excited to have you on the show today and to talk to us a bit about being the authentic you. And I know this is something that's really close to your heart, but what I'd love to start out with is kind of telling us a bit about what these three words mean. So business support manager, like three (laughs) words thrown together. What is your job? Very good question. And if I were to be able to easily answer that, then I think I wouldn't be a good business support manager. (laughs) Um, Working for an executive, um, the day brings so many different challenges and so many different requirements. And so you have to be flexible. You have to be able to prioritize. There are things that were close to there are external influences um, as risks and threats to the bank, as well as some really good things that are that come into the office. So being able to run the day-to-day of the organization um, in terms of our department, because our department is people, anything related to people will come through to us. So we're very close to the CEO's office and we speak almost all day, every day. So anything that comes in that requires the executive, um, the director to make a decision or give an opinion or be part of a council, I would basically have to manage the business of, of, of the department while he is in meetings and, and taking decisions in that kind of way. So it sounds very vague. It's not like project led. It's definitely instance and reactive led. <laughs> So it sounds like you're kind of a jack of all trades and having to feels be like all it. things to all people. Yes, <laughs> all it feels time. like it. It really does. It really does. And um, we have an executive assistant um, who also does mainly the same things, but sometimes um, they will make the call on what decisions we'll need to do and manage certain things that I wouldn't manage and now manage things that she wouldn't manage. So together, along with the the personal assistant we make a team of three um and we keep literally things going it's almost like we're his mothers <laughs> and we tell him what to do where to be and what to say obviously with his insight and expertise and knowledge but you know managing everything and knowing what to do where to be is uh is is a is a heavy task for all that is on on his plate as the exec so we're, we're, we're basically his his uh, team of mums, if you like. I like that. The team of moms taking care yeah. of him. Yes. <laughs> Making sure he knows where to be, when to be, and what to say when he's there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's fab. So let's talk a bit about then being your authentic self. So this sounds like it's a pretty full-on job. It sounds like mm. you have some senior stakeholders that you're dealing with. It sounds like you have this little group of three that you have to interact with on a regular basis. And how in that scenario, 
do you feel that you can be your authentic self? I think you, you don't really have a choice okay. and in certain in certain times because I think when you're not authentic and you put on a facade, the job is the job is tiresome already. It takes a lot out of you. You have to be very flexible, very reactive. So to add what I would consider quite an exhaustive thing of trying to be something you're not or perform or wear a, you know, wear a facade, um, that, that it's just too much energy. Your focus has to be on your day-to-day. Your focus has to be on achieving goals. And if you're so concerned about how you're portraying yourself or how you're being viewed and you've got this mask that you're wearing, eventually that mask is going to wear off. You're only going to be able to do that for a certain amount of time before people start seeing the cracks and start seeing who you really are shine through. So for me, I, I, I wouldn't even dream of trying to pretend to be somebody else in that I'm tired <laughs> and I don't want to add another thing, uh, you know, another spinning plate to, to, to all the spinning plates that I have already trying to keep it all balanced. It's just too much. You know, you want to make sure that you offload instead of, you know, catching more balls that are already being juggled. So, and it's not worth it as well. We're such a small team. So it's not as if in an organization like that, you're able to hide and, you know, just get by and do your day to day and just have conversations with your line manager, for example, and not really interact or not be caught out. You are on full show all the time especially at the level that we're at, um, we are on display. So being on display, it's, it's a lot of pressure. So just being yourself is the best way to, to ensure that you're not adding to what is already a heavy, a heavy load. Yeah, and I think that's such a profound statement is that you're already juggling so much. Why would you also want to juggle putting on a mask every day and coming in and trying to be someone you're not? Because then you're not your authentic self. They're not getting the best out of you. And you're constantly trying to be somebody else. And so exactly that effort, I just can't, I can't even begin to imagine when you're doing such a hard job having to put that effort in as well. And, and, and you don't realize how much people are watching. Mm. So your inconsistencies that you may not realize may be on show are actually being viewed by others. So people can tell when you're when you're disingenuous or when there's a slight change to who they thought you are. It's like very evident because you're quite you're, you're, you're not scrutinized, but you're on display. You you are the face of, you know, this executive's office. So if people can't get through to the executive, it's usually that they would come to myself and or the EA or PA to get through to the exact. You are the face first that they see and people can tell you know I think that we need to give people their credit you know as as humans we're we're actually very intuitive so we can tell when somebody's not being authentic or or, you know they seem to be uncomfortable with who they are because it's very difficult to keep a consistent to keep that consistent Um, so those inconsistencies are always on display and like you said I can liken it to, to to like putting on a mask for me, like at the moment, happily, I haven't got a, a, a drop of makeup on 
And it's because, first of all, I haven't got time. didn't have time today. And I'm happy that I didn't have time because it means I don't have to wash it off when I go to bed. You know, I, I can just literally just do my normal night routine and go to bed with a, with a much simpler task in doing so. So imagine that you're trying to be who you're not, because obviously makeup is a beauty enhancer. So all you're doing is just, you know, bringing out what you already have. So imagine trying to draw a completely different face that like I say, I'm going to take Kimberly's image and put that on my face. Mm. That's going to take even more time to get to get right. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to have to rub it off. And if you're under stress and you start to sweat and the mask starts to, to peel away or to, to melt away, I have to quickly go and reapply it. And oftentimes there's no mirror. So I can't see that my facade is changing or that I've sweated off my eyebrows <laughs> or something. I'm trying to make it um, as, 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 as simple and, and relatable as possible because that's exactly what we do with, in, in, with, with being authentic or inauthentic. And when you're inauthentic, it takes that much effort to continuously keep that perfection of falsity. Like it's, it's not true. It's not real. That metaphor is so perfect. And I, I just adore that. And just for everybody listening, you cannot see Destiny right now, but she's gorgeous without makeup. I'm so jealous. If I showed up with my makeup, she'd be like, are you okay? Are you feeling all right? Yes. No, that is, that is such an amazing way to describe it. And just that idea of, I mean, there's so much there to unpack, but like, you don't have a mirror, but everyone sees what they're seeing. And so when you're projecting someone else's image on yourself and trying to be someone else, when you do get sweaty, when you do get under stress, I loved that part and stuff is kind of dripping off. People see you, even though you can't see in the mirror and then mm -hmm. you become to them this, this cracked facade. So it's like you have distorted your image for them and that, and you, you lose consistency. And, and really interesting. What I want to draw out here is there was a recent study saying that people value consistency so much that they would prefer to have a terrible boss consistently yes. than somebody who's nice 50% of the time and not nice 50% of the time because they're completely inconsistent. Yeah. And I think taking that just to the next level and applying it to your analogy is when you're not your authentic self, that's going to shine through at some point. And you yeah. are going to be inconsistent in your dealing with people because you are not being authentic. And even if yeah. your authentic self is quite horrible, it's better <laughs> to be consistently horrible yeah. than it is to just try and be something that you're not. Exactly. And and that's for me a big, a big thing because that's even to give somebody credit enough to know who they want to be that day. Because if I choose that, okay, Kimberly is the persona that I'm going to have. Number one, I would have to study you mm -hmm. to know how to reflect you and to put that facade on to, to be convincing. But then when, you know, wh how, do I, how do I know I'm going to get it right every day? How do I know that under different circumstances, I can still be true to who I want to reflect in terms of who Kimberly is? It's just, too, it's just flat out too much to do. Mm -hmm. So you may as well just be yourself. And I don't think that people are inherently bad. I don't. I, don't, I really don't. So um, I think that there's human heartstrings that will always be consistent in terms of like family and love, the inherent need 
to be loved and to give love. I think that that's really true. And we don't give ourselves enough credit. Of course, hurt people hurt people, but it's only because they were hurt, you know? So I don't think that these um, horrible, quote unquote, people are that way because that's just how they are. I think that they might even have an, an, um, an inauthentic view of them own of their own selves an inauthentic um, persona that they're putting out there because they're hurt so actually that's not who you actually are it's just who you are right now in this situation depending on your actual feeling of self and your own insecurities or your own nuances that are learned and not necessarily inherent so I think the journey to in, in, to authenticity is continuous but there are some common themes that continue to to be strong through that complete journey and we need to give people the option and the fortitude to be able to change and not just write people off so I think that's where you know with that stat that you mentioned it makes sense people just want you to be consistent yeah and, and I think it's interesting because you think about it as kind of the armor that people put on sometimes so that sort of whenever people are incredibly rude or brash, there's usually something else going on. Like for me, it's because I'm hangry. If I am ever incredibly <laughs> short and angry on a call, 90% of the time is because I haven't eaten. And it's like, you know, that that is my current circumstance in that moment. And that's not me. That's not who I am. You know, 100% of the time, I can't be perfect. Obviously, I can't be kind all the time, especially when I'm hungry. And if I'm really hungry, yeah. I fall apart and I snap. And a lot of times people, not just that's just a, you know, kind of a funny little analogy, but people that have been really, really hurt, they put on that external armor and they are not their authentic selves because they are scared to death of getting hurt. Exactly. So that's their facade. And that's their, you know, not realizing that they're being inauthentic themselves, which is which is really, in truth, a, a good point to make, you know, in terms of your hanger. That's still a part of you. And that's authentic to your situation. I authentically haven't eaten, so I'm authentically lost. I have a loss of energy and I'm and I'm angry about it. Yeah. And that's authentic to who you are. Like, it's like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a beautiful nuance of, of Kimberly's. That's something that can make somebody laugh. Like my sister is very much the same way. And it's laughable because I'm just like, oh, there she goes again. Like, exactly. We're just like, feed her and she'll be all right. You know, yeah. like a little baby. Yeah. Um, and but, but that's just, it's just her. Whereas my other sister and I, we're not that way inclined. But when I'm tired, I could be a little less focused so I'm sharp usually very 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 sharp but if I'm tired and I just need a nap I'm gonna gracefully bow out and be like you know what guys this is my lunch break as we're working from home I'm taking a 45 minute snooze you know and I'll eat at my desk when I come back and then I come back sharper you know because I know who I am and you know those those things are taboo with you know you know with the ways of working that we're used to and the kind of organizations that we've had and obviously I wouldn't have that leisure being in the office if we were working there full time but when I do have that leisure and I know that I'm tired and I'm not giving my best self then I need to recognize that okay this is authentic to me I don't do well if I haven't got the energy and if 45 minutes of just no screen time is going to give me that energy 
I have to be confident that my work is good enough to say that when I am on point, you will get the best out of me. And when I'm not on point, you give me the grace to take the time that I need, that I'm actually afforded in my work day, you know, within the hour and to do with it as I will, even if that's not true to what you would do with your time. Because some people would be happy to use their hour and just read stuff on, 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 on our work website or go and have a break and walk the dogs or go and have a break and watch a little bit of TV and then get back to work. You know, it's your time to use that will. So we just have to accept each other's nuances and that's authentic because authentic, being authentic is not perfection. Yeah. Being authentic is not being nice. That's inauthentic. Yeah. Being nice all the time or being happy all the time. It's being human is what makes us authentic, to be honest. Yeah. And and I think that that's so important, just knowing yourself and kind of knowing when are you feeling depleted and what do you need to sort of re-energize yourself? So for you, it's a nap. For me, it's food. Yeah. For somebody else, it might be fresh air. It might be exercise, you mm -hmm. know, and actually kind of take the time to recognize in your life, what is it that makes you depleted and what do you need to do to replenish that? And make a note of it in the times that you feel depleted, you know, what are the things that you do to work? So some people, you know, they have a cup of coffee, but is that actually, you know, is that actually replenishing you? Think about how you're feeling afterwards, I think is what I would challenge our listeners with. Um, just stepping back, like it sounds like you've almost done a lot of soul searching here and you seem <laughs> to have a really good grasp of who you are. You're happy being who you are. You're happy showing up as your authentic self. Has this always been the case for you? Not in the slightest. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I think I've had quite a tumultuous journey of who I am. And I know that that is influenced by so many factors, um, some of which I can mention, some being the youngest in my family. So having a heavy influence by my two elder sisters, so you know we're all girls so there's an element of oh well this will be the same type of process of growth from my parents um then there's also so so a family influence for one um being who I thought people wanted me to be um kind of having different elements to my personality and seeing what part of my personality may have made people feel the happiest so, for example, I would, you know, previously, I would always want to make sure everybody was happy. And I knew that belittling myself would sometimes, in humour, would actually make other people happy. So I would always have this sense of false humility because it wasn't that I actually felt that way. It was that, well, if I, if I don't sing my, of my accolades or if I get congratulated but then I make a joke about it I was like oh that was nothing oh you know it was probably down to the fact that I had a, I had a bit of a snooze and I felt sharp or something I would never take the 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 credit and I would kind of play to always being jovial because I've got great you know quote unquote oh definitely you've got great energy your energy is amazing mm -hmm. and so it was like oh my gosh well I only hear those words of compliments when I perform so that means I'm going to have to perform all the time so that I get people feeling good and then that makes me feel good. So I'm always going to have to be happy. 
And then when I wasn't happy and the times that I wasn't happy, it was so noticed that it became what I thought was an issue. It's like, oh, what's wrong? Are you okay? You're not your usual self, quote unquote, Mm. because people are so used to a certain performance that that becomes the norm when that's actually the performance. And you can ask the greats, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Elvis, you know, Prince, you can ask the greats and nobody wants to be on stage performing 24-7. It takes a lot out of you and you can't give the same amount of energy each time either. So I've had a very big struggle with what it means to be me. Um, and I think that my my own journey to authenticity has been God-infused as a Christian. Um, I think that I had to, I had to be, I, I didn't, I didn't want to just hear the words that God has made me perfect in his own way. He's made me in, in his own likeness, you know, that I'm, I'm who the world needs. Otherwise he wouldn't have made me who I am. I didn't just want to hear that because it, these are words that are oftentimes recited in church or in gatherings or in spaces, intimate spaces of, 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 of a shared faith. But I wanted to believe it. Mm. I wanted to believe that my individuality was necessary and that if I wasn't true to who I am, I would be giving the world as in people that I could be influencing or influenced by a disservice and a disservice to God. And also almost like a slight to God to say, this is the person you made, but I actually think I need to be somebody else because you didn't quite make me who I should be. But if I believe that God is perfect in all of his creations from the beginning of time, creating the world to, you know, just being able to give somebody a great idea that they can take the world over with like an Amazon, with a Jeff Bezos, you know, like if, if I believe that he's perfect in those ways, why then when it comes to me, do I have little confidence in myself that, oh no, but I'm the person that he made the mistake with. Everybody else is perfect, but I'm the one that needs to pretend. So it, that, that's not authentic to who God is, if that's who I'm saying that I believe in. So in order for God to be, an authentic, perfect, all-knowing God that has to apply to me as well. And I needed to go on a journey of actually believing that regardless of the responses that it caused with when it came to other people. Wow. That's so, I mean, that's, that is amazing. And there's so much there. And what I, what I really picked up from that is around that idea of wanting to please others and kind of projecting this image that made other people happy was making you unhappy because you weren't able to be your authentic self and then adding to that sort of this you know your your religious beliefs and the fact that you know there is there's this 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 requirement that you know you your understanding of god is that he's made you perfect and then in addition not living up to that by trying to be somebody else is actually just smacking him in the face. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so nuanced and layered, but it's, it's incredible. And, and did you feel that that was freeing or did you feel that that actually kind of tied you down more having that pressure of knowing that now you needed to live up to almost instead of living up to the expectations of the world, you now needed to live up to the expectations of God. Yeah. And that's because 
so yes exactly it became more debilitating because my perception of living up to God's standard was warped because for me I needed to understand God's authenticity and you know for many Christians not for all but for many Christians as I believe it should be that we're centered on love and what it means to love not only is the beautiful infectious um feelings of being in, being in love and butterflies and you know fields of fields of flowers running through like rainbows and just you know you know that whole snow white and birds just flocking around you because singing songs of beauty like that's a that's a beautiful element to to love but also love is forgiving you know love chooses to correct so if i love you i want you to do better so I'm not going to accept that you're not you're not being the, your best self, or you hurt me, you know. And love and 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 love applied to other people should be applied to self as well. And I didn't get that I didn't get that early enough in life. Um, so I grappled with it, and I thought and I thought and felt that God's love was contingent on rule obeying and being obedient to rules. So the Bible says this and the Bible says that. Oh, what did you say this? Oh, that's that. And unfortunately, there are some there's some there are some places of faith, you know, that will tell you I'm talking about Christianity solely mm-hmm. that will tell you that if you say this or if you do this, then this is the repercussion. And then it causes you to fear that repercussion. So instead of loving God and learning God through love, you fear God and you learn God through fear. And I believe that love and fear are complete opposites. So I started being myself full of fear. Oh, I can't do this because that's going to be a repercussion. And if and as Christianity is central to who I am, it started to spill out in other ways, even at work. So I, were, I, I wasn't always in the best job. But if I spoke out, then that's going to be a repercussion because my manager's going to say this. Or if this had happened in work, oh, I best not say that that made me feel uncomfortable because there's going to be a repercussion to that. So I worked in, in, with a fair mindset and it spilled into my relationships. You know, if something wasn't going right in a relationship, I'd rather not be alone. So there's a fear of being alone. I'm going to allow this toxicity to encapsulate me because at least I've got this guy or at least I've got this friend and I started operating in fear because if I don't do then if 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 and then if and then whereas being being in in love even if we bring it down to the romantic sense it's supposed to be freeing you feel free with the partner that you're in love with you can be yourself. You know, you hear all of these romanticized terms, being yourself, being open, feeling good all the time, you know, blushing, things like that. And if I'm going to talk about being in love with who I am, then I have to be free with who I am as well. And so that came much later, much later. I would even say more recently, more recently now than, 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 than ever. Um, and it's those realizations that I still think I'm actually gaining 
um, knowledge in, which is why I say that authenticity is a journey because my authentic self now is going to evolve into being better tomorrow because I'm gonna learn more about myself and realize that actually this is beautiful. There's a beauty in this freedom that I don't need to have a fear of if this happens, then you will negative, add a negative outcome to that. Um, And when that's been instilled in you, from you know from anybody that has had influence on you be it a pastor you know like a a church member or you know a family member or even um leadership at work if that's been instilled and driven for years then the unlearning of that is also going to take some time I do believe in breakthroughs where you have your aha moments but it's going to be a continuous journey to remind yourself of that aha moment so that you don't fall back into old habits. I think one of the things to absolutely draw out there is that kind of connection between loving yourself and being able to be your authentic self. Yeah. Because if you don't love yourself, you don't want to be your authentic self. You exactly. want to put on that mask. You want to put on that armor. And I think that, I think that's just so, so profound destiny. And I love <laughs> the fact that you talk about how it's a journey and it, and it is ever evolving and you're constantly trying to seek out that authenticity in who you are and get to know yourself. And it's like, we talk about getting to know other people in relationships. We talk about, you know, getting to know your spouse even, I mean, I've yeah. been married for 15 years now and I'm still like, we, we I'm still discovering stuff about him, <laughs> you know, yeah. even more so think about yourself because you change, you change because of circumstances, you change because of experiences. And who you are now is definitively not who you were 10 years ago. Exactly. Actually, I think that's something that's, uh, this is like a penny dropping moment for me right now. This is happening (laughs) in the moment. It's kind of that authentic you is, is actually, where are you now? And who are you Mm -hmm. authentically now? And is that, are you actually paying attention to that? I thought that Mm -hmm. was just incredible. Thank you. So I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears here because um, I, we're going to very quickly run out of time, but I just want to talk about um, a completely different experience. So you have actually written a couple of books and (laughs) one of the books that you wrote is Tobias, the dream adventurer. Um, And then you separately had a book that was on the CBB's bedtime stories. And that one was Alana's the super sensor. Is that right? Alana's super senses, yeah. Super senses, yes. Okay. Yes. And um, just kind of, you know, we're talking about the authentic you. You've talked about having this incredibly important, stressful, full-on job of being a business support manager. You've also written this incredible series of books about <laughs> this this little boy Tobias, um, and they're just magical and how how does this all marry up like what is what is the authentic destiny in terms of oh here we go what is your destiny where where are you going <laughs> what are you doing with all of this how very this good together <laughs> well w- one of the things I did have to accept about myself is that I'm not monolithic like I, I I'm just not one I'm not one dimensional mm-hmm. I'm not one thing like I know that you know I think culturally like British culture I was born and raised in in the UK so British culture almost just gives you that okay you're one person 
this is what you do and then you have a family life and that's pretty much it but I think that the world has opened us up to learning more and that you can actually do more than just one thing um so I've in in addition to corporate life I've, I've always had a very creative side I just didn't really know what my outlet was that took a while um and I think that I have a way with words written or 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 orated so I have to you know be okay with that because I would hide that as well it's just really odd I've, I've had the worst journey in terms of not accepting you know gifts that I believe God has given me out of fear of what people would think of that she talks too much you know like <laughs> there's also there's all kinds of things that were happening when I was younger that kind of caused me to be mute in, um, later on in life but um and not trust my own voice which is I think is a very big thing on your of authentic journey is to trust your voice whether it's an internal voice which people can call your gut or you know your actual voice being able to speak and command a room um so yeah so that's taken me um a long time to do um and I actually enjoy traveling you know I feel like therapy is an amazing investment and um not only have I had therapy in you know uh, talking therapy and speaking to people you know to a therapist one-on-one and working through some of my my um past and current struggles um, I, I just found the beauty in being in the sky. So sitting on an aeroplane, like, and I actually have a fear of flying, which is crazy, but sitting on an aeroplane, and once you burst through those clouds and get to that beautiful, quiet, blue sky, regardless of the season that you're in, in terms of winter or summer, you still get that same blue calm and that beautiful sunlight that comes through once you burst through the, the clouds at a certain altitude that's where I'm just like man I, I get my therapy I, I get it I get peace um I, I get very introspective I get I get wowed every time because it's just like how has science allowed for this plane not to have any kind of you know gravity pull or there probably is still some but I mean it's working against gravity to a level where I'm comfortable I'm secure, I'm warm, where it's, it's like minus a thousand degrees out there. <laughs> and there's a, there's a beautiful cloud below me and I'm just seeing the different types of cloud formations. It's just therapy to me. Like it takes me on a, a mental journey. And so I think that that also helped in my journey of knowing myself and also writing because I also would always take a journal with me um, in my hand luggage. And whenever we would burst through those clouds, I would then feel like allow myself to just write and see where my pen takes me. And it would be very introspective, um, almost like a gratitude diary. It was actually a dear God diary. Um, and then I started wanting to share my experiences of when I landed, wherever I went. You know, there's countries that are just so beautiful that we have no idea about because we're living in our own microcosm of a, of a world where you know we we may go to the same place every summer with kids or we may just you know stay at home and and enjoy home and you know sadly some people you know won't afford can't afford to go to places so I started thinking about how can I bring those places to people instead 
you know, if you're unable to go for any reason or you just haven't gotten round to it, how can I entice you? Um, and Or how can I bring it to you if you were never able to, to actually go? And I, you know, I would reflect and think, you know, I wish I had gone on this authentic journey a long time before. Um, I wish I was able to dream. I wish my dreams weren't trumped at a very early age. Um, for you know, for reasons where people felt felt that they had the best intentions, but it really was stifling. Like, how how can I do that? And I thought, you know what, children, the imagination of a child is like none other. And I feel like that's the 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 best time of de development. You know, they have a freedom knowing that mummy and daddy or whoever is um, looking after them is going to allow them to be cool, they're cool, they've got no bills, no responsibilities. You know, I'm generalizing here, but most children have no responsibilities. They've got a loving family, um, whatever the dynamic looks like, and they can just be kids. Yeah. And so what, when, to me, that's the best time to allow them to explore their imaginations. So I decided on children's books because I can simplify what I've actually experienced by going to these countries that Tobias goes to. And in addition to simplifying it, I get to be a child again and bring some of my imaginary dreams through Tobias to life for other children. And, and the response to, to, to the first book, um, which is the only book that's out at the moment, has been overwhelming. And I think that that in my journey of authenticity has solidified that actually I am on the right path because now I don't care about the repercussions when you know you know going back to where I said if and then you know the if and the then um now I don't care about the then because I'm not operating in fear I'm just operating in the freedom of love I'm actually getting a better reception than I've ever gotten before mm. and it's like well, why? Well, why why did I take so long to be authentic <laughs> <laughs> and um it's led to you know opportunities with with BBC that we've just spoken about with Olana's super senses um, and by God's grace, more opportunities to come and for sure, definitely more um, Tobias books. Um, and and what, is a, what I'm very proud of is the fact that I'm able to bring a richness of culture to each book because Tobias goes to different parts of the world. The first one being Tanzania, and he gets to speak Swahili, he learns Swahili language. So there's some children that I've, you know, I've been contacted by parents from all over saying, you know, oh, my son, you know, has been walking around the house saying Jamba Jamba, which is hello in Swahili. And, and it will be like a, a little white boy from Essex. And he's like three. And he's saying Jamba Jamba, speaking Swahili. It's bringing, it's bringing that life and culture to kids that ordinarily wouldn't have had that opportunity which just gives me all the joy. And to be honest, if it was just that little white boy in Essex that said Jumbo Jumbo at three years old, then I've done my job. That's enough. That's it's enough. enough for me. <laughs> it really is. But thankfully, I, I, I've, had the, I've, had, I've had the blessing of reaching wider than that. So, yeah. And, and Tobias the Dream Adventure is available on Amazon for anybody interested yes. in getting in it. <laughs> and I would absolutely recommend it. And just the, the illustrations also are absolutely beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's a magical story. Thank um, you. So very sadly, we're getting ready to come to time here. And um, I do have to ask you two all important questions. So sure. one is uh, the name of the podcast is The Undiscovered You. So mm -hmm. what have you kind of discovered about yourself along this journey? 
that that I'm incredibly flawed as a human being, but my flaws make me who I am as well. So although I have flaws and I'm working on them, they are still a part of me that can be embraced. And not to reject those parts of me as failures, but to embrace them as learnings. Um, and I think once you get comfortable with your flaws, then it's easier to be authentic. Not comfortable in that, well, yeah, I just, I can, I can be a mean girl and that's just what I am because that's me being authentic. It's like, no, 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 I know my nuances. I know what I need to work on. And I'm going to give myself the grace. I'm going to love myself enough to give myself the grace and the time to work through it authentically. So I would definitely say my flaws. Amazing. And uh, what is the final question? What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? It's, it's really funny that you asked me that because I had to think back to a very random time where I was a tour manager for an artist. Very random. I told you, I've been on a journey, Kim. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think that could be our next. You're coming back, and we're definitely going to have to hear about that. <laughs> so random. And the artist told me that the best advice that he had ever received, that then became the best advice that I've ever received, is not to take myself too seriously. Mm. And I never got it at the time because I was walking around, like, yep, I'm managing. You've got to do this. My artist needs this. The singers need that. And I was really like living my, I guess, quote unquote, boss life at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was like, no, the sound person is just as important, if not more important than you. Because if the people can't hear the music, then the concert can't go on. You know, the cleaner, you know, the person that takes, takes care of the bathrooms. People can't be in, in a sanitary environment, place gets closed down. There's no place to, to be. So you can't take yourself too seriously when you walk into a room. Everybody is just as important as each other. And once I actually st like started to understand that through my journey, and now I completely understand, it's freeing because I don't have to come with accolade when I walk into a room. I can just be me. And if you don't like me for me, cool. I don't ever want somebody to like me because of my accolades because then you don't actually like me. You just like what I've done or what I've achieved and that my accolades don't amount to the person that I am. They don't even attest to the type of person that I am. You know, if you think my accolades are good and get to know the person that achieved them, you'll be wowed. And I think that that's for everybody, that your achievements don't make you who you are. So you can definitely not be the person to take yourself so seriously when you walk into a room. That is great advice. So Destiny, I've had shivers for like half of this. I've got goosebumps <laughs> from, from just your insights. I love it so much. And Thank you. I mean, the main things I pulled from this are don't let fear drive you. Don't let fear hold you back. Um, don't let your past experiences kind of also be the reason that you don't do things now. Find exactly. out what can you do? What are those things you've been gifted with? What are the things that you can give back that you're holding back on because someone in your past told you you weren't good enough, you needed to shut up, sit down, be quiet, whatever it was that you were told by whoever that person was, face into those demons, recognize the fact that actually that's not you and use the gifts that you've been given. 
I also love the fact that you talked about just having that freedom from love. Like you got freedom mm. out of loving yourself and out of recognizing the fact that God made you the way that you are for a reason and trusting your voice as well. And the fact that this is a journey that we're all on and destiny, this has been incredible. And thank you for showing up with no makeup on looking gorgeous, <laughs> sharing your you. insights. And um, I just want to tell everybody go out and get Tobias, the dream adventure. It is a fabulous thank book. You. And I've just massively enjoyed this time. So thanks for being on the podcast. Me too. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please join me next week when I speak to Olivia is the head of corporate development at a major renewable energy company. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and add your comments below. And I hope that you're one step closer to discovering the undiscovered you.